welcome to Launchpad Learning, the podcast providing a space for education and education about space. I'm your host, Fahim Nasir, and in each episode, I'll be joined by the CEO and founder of Lunospace, Marco Viviano. Together, we want to help space enthusiasts like yourself learn more about the universe we live in. So whether you're just curious about space or whether you're training to be an astronaut, this is the podcast for you. So, Marco, we're back with another episode. We're back. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great. This is for episode four, five. I mean, it's crazy. Who it's been a crazy <laughs> journey so far. Um, I'm learning so much. I hope you're learning so much. I hope the people are watching us are learning so much. This is incredible. Um, I'm having so much fun as well by reading and by providing you with this information. So I, honestly, this is good so far. And I can't wait to do more and more and more. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I think that we're learning something about podcasting. Yeah, We're learning about yeah. space. We're learning about everything. And, you know, at the end of the day, this experience is just really, I don't know. I think I'm living a childhood dream, I think, a bit. I wanted to be an astronaut when I was younger. So for me, I get to talk to an actual yeah. space engineer and learn about the universe. Um, so for me, it's an honor and a privilege. And you know, you keep me up to date with uh, what's happening in the space industry. Mm. So um, why don't we just kick things off with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we can start by saying that, I don't know if, I mean, the media are talking about it a lot. And I mean, NASA is perhaps the most common, the most known um, agents, space agents in the world. So maybe you've heard about this yeah. one. But the ISS, the International Space Station, is basically going to be retired, dismounted. What? She's going to burn, basically, in the atmosphere. Uh, that's a possibility. The ISS, is, hasn't it been around for, like, forever? Yeah, for, yeah, literally, yes. But 1998, I think it was the first um, commissioning. But basically, what's happening is that the shift is swifting towards the moon right now so space agency has, are building the gateway which is the basically the international space station kind of thing but around the moon rather than the earth and so costs are high to maintain space stations of course and nasa who's i'm not surprised <laughs> yeah, definitely so nasa was thinking okay either we dismount it we you know get rid of it or we rent it out to some private companies who want to do stuff so one possibility was would be that maybe we will not see like public astronauts such as space agencies public national space agencies astronauts but we'll see private astronauts private companies uh, there was also Reach out to Ryanair and then like you know, <laughs> stack everybody up in there was George George Clooney, who's Mission Impossible's actor, main like, main character. Tom Cruise. That one, Tom yes. Cruise. Sorry, I'm part yeah. of these things. Tom Cruise is actually like they were looking into doing a film, like recording a film on the ISS, on the actual ISS. Right. So maybe they can do wow. that after 2030. This could be a really expensive film set. Oh, though, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I would watch it. Maybe it would be the. Yeah, that, I mean, we'll see. But it would be incredible, honestly. Um, so wait, so you're saying that there was two options. You could uh, either dismantle it or you can rent it out to yeah. 
um, private companies that just want to go joyriding to space. Yeah, I don't think they're going to actually dismantle it. They're going to decommission it, which I'm not really sure about the difference, to be honest. But I think mm. they're definitely going to rent it out to some private companies or... Interesting. Yeah, that would be super cool. Yeah. Like, do you think? Do you think we're gonna see it listed on Airbnb then? Oh my god, that would be crazy! How, how much would you pay for <laughs> it? it? I, I don't know. If money is it flight problem, flight included or included, or is it oh, just just stay? You know, actually, going to space is a lot more expensive than living on the ISS because I mean, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So one fun fact, even though we're just in the early minutes of this episode, uh, this mm. is an extra. So subscribe yeah. i'm giving you two fun facts <laughs> this one okay so um i forgot oh yeah so <laughs> it's been a long day okay? fun fact, yeah. it's a thursday so no going to space actually the european space agency doesn't really have a launcher or a space in europe to actually build a spaceport and launch astronauts into space so what happens okay. is that we as europeans pay the US or in the past before the war, the Russians millions, at least okay. one or two million dollars per seat to go to the ISS. So each astronaut until 2022 right. was provided a seat to the ISS on the, you know, on the rockets and they were paid about two millions, one million. It is crazy. So, so Every time a country creates uh, a rocket, they like sell the seats on that. Basically, yeah, you can purchase a seat on the Soyuz, which is the. And this is this is just for astronauts, though, That's right? Only like for astronauts, like a... yeah. You as a private individual, you can't really do so, that. So it's a shuttle pool, right? Like they're just carpooling yeah. to work, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> you can, yeah, yeah, definitely. That yeah, that basically. But, a very expensive a pool. Like it. Well, you got to pay to play, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Um. Maybe we're making the first prediction of seeing uh, Airbnb become the first company to uh, enable you to stay on uh, the International Space Station uh, as a room. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know what they're gonna call it. Whether it's gonna be a penthouse view or yeah. what type of a, a description there'll be, but let us know send us your ideas on how you would describe maybe we'll do a whole episode on just how we would describe the airbnb listing of the iss yeah, there's so many things there's this project also of restaurants um in low earth orbit so basically mm. around 200 to 400 kilometers above the surface. interesting so if you think about it if you think about it it's crazy because you got like a, a restaurant in space and you can't yeah. even taste that good in space if you follow down. What's the right? Spending money, it's <sighs> just to make food less tasteful. Basically, yeah. I mean, I'd be hungry. Wow. So can I get mackies after, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then, whenever you go to most fancy restaurants, yeah. the portions are usually yeah. pretty small. But, um, I think it's less about the 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 meal that you'll get. I think it's. Hey, while you're there, there's something to do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, and so um, so there's new private uh space stations coming then, and uh, there's a new film on uh about Amazon that you wanted to tell us about. Yeah, yeah, that is 
truly exciting. It's been already, I think it came out on the 15th of September. Um, okay. I'm not too sure. And I haven't had the time to watch it. But basically, Amazon has released a new film based on the true story of astronaut Jose Hernandez, who's a um, Mexican-American astronaut who applied over 10 years, 12 times to the NASA uh, astronaut selection. And each time he tried to become an astronaut, but it was you know, denied access to the program. And he made it to the last 300 people many times, like two, three times before actually becoming an astronaut. And this is the yeah. true story of perseverance, uh, believing yourself in your dreams, wanting to achieve something great. Yeah, it's mind blowing. I can't wait to watch it. So maybe next week we can definitely do proper. As yeah, so it's a proper. Is it documentary style? What, no, I think or it's is like, it a bit dramatized. I think yeah. it's a film. It's not documentary. Okay. It's more of a like a, narrating the story of the astronauts. Now I yeah. I'm really bad with that, um actors' names. So just yeah, the film is called yeah, as, I mean, as we heard with George Clooney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think the listeners know. Oh, I'm bad. <laughs> I can't be perfect. No, no. Yeah. yeah, you've got you've got too many other more important pieces of knowledge. Yeah, to I, definitely. Well, I think yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I I am too sure many fun facts. That's the problem. Yeah, too many fun yeah. facts. You're giving them out for free. You know? yeah. You've got double this episode. Oh, if you don't subscribe. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, so. The ISS is retiring in 2030, yeah. right? Mm. Um, what do you think? So, so what's the plan? What's happening between now and then? Then, well, and we've got another seven years of science experiments <laughs> and also to try out different things. Uh, this is a very complicated question to answer because in seven years, so much stuff could happen. Um, yeah. but now that I'm thinking, so for, for now, we know that they're deciding to decommission it. It's not going to be a space station anymore, it's yeah. going to be a uh, could be a museum. What's the word? Right, it's a museum. Okay, yeah. so yeah, it, it, it's an area in space which will not be used for um space missions. Yeah, it will not be used right. for science and research and experiments anymore. Yeah. yeah. But until okay. then, I'm thinking all the things that we still need to do. So, for example, the para-astronaut project by the European Space Agency. So sending to the ISS somebody with our leg. So um, mm. like the para-astronaut, the British para-astronaut, uh, John McFall. That is an yeah. astounding accomplishment. That is an incredible mission, which is going to definitely happen within these seven years that we still have. Yeah. And that would be very good to see. Speaking of space firsts mm. and someone, yeah. you know, uh, a para astronaut going for the first time, what do we have? What are we going to tell our audience mm. and our listeners about today in space firsts? Right. So, shall I just tell everybody, or let me quickly tell you, yeah. in case this is your first episode or you're just watching a clip, or maybe you've forgotten because you're, you know, you listened to the episode a while ago. We like to tell you about space first. So, the first thing that'll happen uh, in the space industry to further the industry and to, you know, revolutionize things. And we do this because there's so many little things that you really need to understand because they may seem little like the first man, the first woman or whatever. 
but they're so impactful in the context of space especially because this is the furthering of humankind it's of mankind it's 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 something that impacts the whole world so i think that that is something that is really important and that's why we have this section and today we're going to be discussing the oldest person to walk on the moon the oldest person the oldest person how much how, sorry how old would you think this yeah. second no i'm gonna guess and you yeah, ask yeah, me to guess oh you definitely yeah just give me a number mm, 45 oh come on now you're close am i yeah, yeah oh yeah. you are very close uh, just a little bit more 47 yeah that is 47 okay. i i mean so well i i only judge that based on like so i always whenever i think of fitness i always hmm. think of footballers and footballers start to retire after 30 right they're usually in their prime about 29 30 and then i think about how some footballers can play to like 40 and then that's where i was like okay it's so um physically daunting mm. or challenging to go to space yeah what would be like the oldest so that's why i went 45 yeah that's I mean, where my guess that is i mean the 30s is the age the the star of the declining your health really yeah. <laughs> if you thought oh, that's yeah. so sad thanks for reminding me yeah and i mean i'm approaching that for <laughs> i'm getting ready but it's <laughs> also i remember seeing a meme where someone said 30s when you start to die oh no anyway. <laughs> Uh, very morbid, but oh, I don't know. But hey, for any children listening, that is a joke. Well, is it is a joke. joke. Yeah. <laughs> the 30s <laughs> and the 40s are the years that you can become an astronaut because before, yeah, before 30 years old, you can't really become an astronaut, you're too young for several reasons. Right. I'm not going to go into details now, but as soon as you start 30, you can actually dream about becoming an astronaut, it becomes more of a reality. So Astronauts right now go to space at 60 years old. So Peggy Wiston a couple of months ago and a Japanese astronaut as well. Sorry. But yeah, the yeah. oldest person to ever walk on the moon was uh, Alan Shepard. He was 47 and he, yeah, he just uh, was the last person. Yeah, so I was just going to say the reason why I said 47 as well, because um, 45 was because to, you said specifically to step on the moon, and I think that that's mm. probably there's older people who've been to space, right? But um, yeah, to step on the moon. Sorry, that was just a bit more context. No, but was, you were saying that was a very good yeah. reasoning. That was very smart. Mm. And yeah, you know, sometimes you don't reasoning. Also, it's good. Well, not sometimes. Always is good. Critical thinking. Always. If you want to become an astronaut, critical thinking is mandatory. Basically, so, critical thinking is critical. So again, I said critical thinking is critical. It's critical, very critical. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, let's get rid of the bad jokes and let's move on. So you were telling us mm -hmm. about the oldest person to land on the moon, to step on the moon. Yeah, to land, to walk and to actually yeah. perform some experiments on the moon was Alan Shepard, who was 47. And it was. And so, tell me more about him. And it was in May, did you? 1961, just a month after Yuri Gagarin uh, became the first person ever to go to space. Um, 
this was still during the Cold War and the space race, which was the the the, the years when the Soviet Union and the US were fighting against each other, not in a conventional war, but more into a way to showing off war. We want to show off mm. that we are capable of doing things. We want to show off that we can do stuff because we are superior. We've got more money. We've got more brainy scientists, which, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's not really true, is it? Like, yeah. eventually, yeah, the US won because they landed on the moon first, and that is a huge achievement. Which is the truth for, for those yeah. conspiracy theorists listening. If you want to know why we are so... Uh, so sure of it you can check out our tiktok where merco will probably engage with you uh if you (laughs) dispute it i'm sure you could have a chat with him in the comment section um but yeah no that's that's awesome and i yeah i guess that they ultimately won but um yeah it's it's a it's a wild effort right Mm. it's something that um we are living in a new space era, a new space race right now. But the main difference is that instead of competing, we are collaborating with each other. And yeah. the things that we're going to do are going to be a lot better because we went to the moon back then to show off. But now we're going to the moon because we want to stay, because we want to build and we want to grow as a society, yeah. as humans. So it's... I could yeah, so it. there's less politics involved and more about the benefits to society. Yeah. So, well, speaking of this, right, like, because this, you know, this isn't the first mission, this won't be the last mission. Mm. So could you, what what mission are you going to explain to us and tell us about today? Because, you know, we like to explain missions. Mm. We like to uh, give you that context on, okay, you know, what was that? What was the purpose of it? What were the challenges? Yeah. You know, what, what was the significance? So what what have you got in store for our listeners and, uh, and watchers today? Yeah, so... Right after the Apollo missions, uh, people think that NASA just didn't do anything. But instead, yeah. NASA did so many great things, among which uh, they developed and launched the Voyager missions in uh, 1977. These two missions um, have the main purpose of studying the solar system, and mainly we wanted to study the, ex- the outer planets of the solar system. So Jupiter... Uranus, Saturn, and Neptune, which are also icy and giant gases. Well, they are giant gas planets, and mm. the, the moons around there um, are called icy moons because there's ice, there's water ice. So we want to understand. Okay, I've got a quick question for you. Sorry, yeah. because you mentioned it. Why do why do some planets have multiple moons? Oh, oh, okay. I mean, do you want the short one or the longer one? Because I want a very short okay. answer, and it's maybe gravity. if people like this question, right. they so, will we'll go into an episode. Fine. The universe is chaos. There's debris everywhere, mm-hmm. and there's you know pieces of rocks everywhere. The right. heaviest the planet is, the more objects it will attract. Some of them will fall into okay. the the planet. More will gravitate towards it. Yeah. Gravity. Yeah. So the answer is always gravity. Yeah. 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 Uh, Okay. So some, so because, so does that mean if Earth was bigger, we would have multiple moons? If there were objects like around the Earth or in the vicinity, proximity of the Earth and the gravity could pick them up, then yes. Otherwise, I mean, that could still happen, really. 
if we find an object, well, not find, but if an object crosses the earth of the, mm. like the right mass and the right distance, the right velocity, we could still keep it and then it would orbit around us with no problems. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that was really interesting. Thank you. But sorry. I had another fun fact, but not now. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're looking forward to it. So, okay. Yeah. You were saying about the mission. So, yeah. And so we wanted to study these, um, to gather data and about the moons, the rings, which is the same principle, the atmosphere, and also the magnetic fields, because Jupiter has a very strong magnetic field and it interacts with the moons. It's chaos over there, honestly. It's amazing. So mm -hmm. the the context is also important to understand why this happened in 1977. And it was during yeah. the um, a period of technological innovation and scientific inquiry. Um, scientists and engineers were thinking about the next steps and people were thinking, now that we've been to the moon, are we going to Mars? Are we going to actually live on Mars? But before we do yeah. that, we also need to understand other things. We need to understand how things properly work. So what happened is basically that NASA decided to launch these two probes and um, they were launched within one month distance. One was July, one was August, I think. And basically okay. these are two robotic probes that also have a golden disk on top with the coordinates to find the earth and the shape of humans this like a kind of usb stick with music and images uh, okay audio so much stuff is so so cool um and right now these two missions are in the interstellar medium so they crossed the basically the solar system they are still going we're still receiving data and it's insane from 1977 this was mm. yeah. launched wow okay. Sorry. data telemetry data saying hello i'm alive i'm sending this data now that's cool. we also find out more a lot more about our solar system so we found out the active volcano so io which is jupiter's moon we found out more about the rings of saturn they are decaying sadly um you know they might disappear one day um but yeah, they are still operational after 46 years. Right. Um, it, it, it's very good science, very good engineering. I just want to put that into context. It's 1977. That's using computers which have less power than our current yeah. phones, right? Yeah. See, that's, that's, that's just what's crazy, like how technology has advanced. So we were using stuff that, technology that was uh, not as good as what we have in our pockets um mm. to to get to the moon um so yeah put that put that thought out of there and um speaking of random thoughts um do you have a random thought for us today so whilst i was scripting this episode i was thinking um we are now reached we have now reached interstellar medium which is very far away it's millions of kilometers away from earth um and this took 40 something years let's say 46 years because it's currently there um mm. could we ever go faster than this so if it 
this is very complicated and this relates to our last episode where I was speaking about distances, long distances and the speed of light yeah. and, and things. So mm -hmm. it's still going back in time and yeah. it's still very much related to that because if we could go faster, then we could cover so much more distance. We could go to Alpha Centauri, for example, which is our closest. Okay, what stops us going faster then? Technology. Uh, we are not that advanced. Um, we need advanced propulsion systems. Uh, would, would our bodies be able to cope with faster though? Well, I mean, it's um, this is a big question. I, I'm not a propulsion systems engineer, um, but yeah. I know that, for example, you could use plasma physics, like plasma, fusion, um, I don't know, stuff is complicated stuff. I'm not into that. Yeah. But it's honestly. No, that's fine. Okay, so what was your random thought? If we got faster, if we were able to go faster. Yeah. Then um could we I mean, could we ever reach that point of technology that we can cover faster distances for like biggest distances in the shortest amount of time? And that I mean that would be would it be like are you thinking of as quick as teleportation? For oh, that is sci-fi. I mean... No, but as in, is that the type of speed that you're talking? Like, is that... Yeah, like how, yeah. how much faster do you want to get from London to Australia? Because mm, An hour? Remember, we, we discussed, like, you know, mm. the space flights, right? Yeah. Which are going to take two hours because they go from here to, to space and then arrive there. So how much faster are you talking? very fast but then the problem would also like instantly be... like as in i start here in london and i'm in australia and how long an hour half an hour an hour okay so yeah. so like half the time that would be very fast okay. okay but imagine we could fly imagine if distance and the speed would not be a problem right then okay i mean there was an op the possibility that you can cryogenesis humans like you could put humans to sleep in ice basically yeah. so that they could preserve throughout the years of space traveling and actually the yeah. european space agency is studying cryogenesis for space flight but okay. i feel right now it's a little bit of sci-fi not invalidating the work well so like is that is that so that they can just send someone off in a probe essentially and just like let it end up anywhere and then yeah when they hopefully find some sort of uh, life that they can defrost them. Mm, yeah. yeah. There will be many possibilities to that, yeah. Interesting. Uh, so who's who's going to be the... Okay, whoever decides to be the first person mm. that gets put in ice, uh, puts on, put on ice uh, yeah. to travel in space to however long, I'll... My hat's off to them. <laughs> because that's... that's uh, that's crazy. I I mean I would do I think. Would you? Did you do it? Yeah, why not? I mean I'm curious. I wanna explore things. I wanna see. I'd I'll probably be I'll probably wait till like ten people have done it with it first. <laughs> because <laughs> because uh, like what if they like you could just be like mm. just throwing your life away. No? I don't know. I think that that's I do believe that there are people out there. I do. Uh, I just that. Uh, yeah. I don't. Know. I, don't know. I just know that there was a company in Switzerland as well, like selling insurance. Um, 
No, I'm still no. I listened to it. I, w- I wanted to do it. I wouldn't. Uh, I was half. I mean, okay. So I said. How that, much was this insurance? I don't. I think fifty euros a month, or no, they don't use what? euros. They use uh, the franc. Yeah. No, it was fifty. Uh, I don't know. Swiss francs a month. Let's to, to fifty francs. How much is that in pounds? Uh. Fifty-eight francs a month. I mean. 55 pounds a month to freeze your body and send it into space. That was insurance. I I don't remember it worked. I mean, I saw it. How much is your payout? I hope it's in the billions. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. That was a really random thing. I know. (laughs) But maybe what if you can download your memory, right? Your consciousness and everything. Something like, you know. And then... In a hundred years, they find a way to plug you back into another body and you just resuscitate yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of films and movies and yeah. uh, shows about that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. I don't know. I feel like mm. there's a lot of, like, investment into trying to prolong your life. Mm. And instead of like, have you heard about that guy who's like reverse aging yeah. himself? Like, mm. like for me, I just think that if you're so obsessed with something that is pretty much guaranteed for everyone, right? Like it's it's just guaranteed, right? The only thing that was is a Benjamin Franklin who says the only thing that's guaranteed is a death and taxes. Um, like I think that if you're so obsessed with trying to keep yourself alive, you won't live. And I think that that's where I just enjoy it. Go on that space trip, you know, learn yeah. about who you are and what you want to be. And yeah, and become an astronaut. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's a cool idea. Maybe, you know, I, I let them upload my brain uh, once I die. But yeah, for me, I think that it's about time just to like, enjoy living. And I yeah, who knows? Yeah. The way technology yeah. is going is... is, is mm. It's, and, um, well, we don't really. Speaking, we don't really have yeah, that technology go. anyway. So yeah, yeah, it's not here. It's not something that we need to do. Maybe the let's let's wait for the space station to come down first, and then exactly, yeah. we'll, we'll think about this afterwards. Yeah. But um, speaking of living, mm. uh, how can everyone do a space activity? We have what what space activity do we have for everybody today? And then we'll end with your fun fact, which I know you're desperate to give us. So okay, the um, today I'm gonna give you the possibility of building your own solar system. We spoke about the solar system a lot today, also with Voyager missions. Yeah. So I thought let's give them the the chance of learning how uh, solar systems, well, star systems work. Um, yeah. And you can start from our star system, which is called solar system because of the sun, like Sol Sun. So, yeah, the objective of yeah. these activities to help. Wait, so is our, our, I thought they were all called solar systems. Yeah, there you go. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, I'm learning something. Okay, explain. There's another please. one. Okay. <laughs> um, so, there's a planetary system, which is a system yeah. of planets like ours or um, yeah. Proxima Centauri or many others. 
But ours is called solar system because of sol or sole, for example, Italian, yeah. which means sun in Latin. Okay, because so that's the center of our because that system. Is, we live in a heliocentric, you know, Galileo Galilei was right. Um, yeah, kind of, um, yeah, solar system, planetary system, we call it solar system. So, yeah. It, mm, Interesting. So what other systems are there? There's planetary systems that we found. What else is there? We call them planetary systems. Um, we don't really, okay. I mean, maybe we've given the, our planetary system, the name of solar system, because we are, we are in it. Maybe we can give a name to other planetary systems as well. But I can't remember any others for now, apart from Proxima Centauri okay. or yeah so then where did milky way come from well i don't know um one for the one for next time yeah okay no yeah because i never thought about it like hmm you caught me you come in hmm. yeah no that's something we'll, we'll figure out for next time yeah. well if you guys know let us yeah know. definitely yeah, I mean... we're here to learn. oh yes yeah. i remember now He's already he's already figured it out. Go on. Can I say it? Am I allowed? Yeah. Go so for it. the Milky Way yeah. gets its name from a Greek myth about the goddess Hera, who sprayed milk across the sky, and therefore you have you know things. But in China, it's called the Silver River, um, um, and in the in the Silver River. Yeah, Silver River. Yeah. Whilst in yeah. Southern Africa, it's called the Backbone of Night. So clearly it depends on your culture and okay. where you come from. Yeah. But arguably the most common name is the Milky Way from the Greek myth of Hera who spread them. Yeah. Good. Oh, good to know. One. That was a quick one. Good. Yeah. yeah. No, awesome. Uh, so that space education yeah, for, activity, for the activity find on our website. Go on our website, www.luna.space forward slash resources and you will find a way like your resources to build a solar system but also how to be the rocket or mm, so much more stuff i'm not going to spoil it right now yeah enjoy awesome and so one quick fun fact before we wrap up uh i don't know oh you used them all up uh i had another one but i forgot um what were we speaking about oh okay. yeah it's okay there you go that's exactly what we needed because we're gonna do our next section which is too long didn't listen so maybe it might inspire you to remember your fact yeah, definitely. so oh. today we discussed um you know going up into space mm. um well the international space station leaving us um thing is i'm doing this from memory so let's see if i so, I, I was listening i can um, oh, okay yeah let's do that yeah <laughs> right so we we started off with the international space station uh -huh. then we were the oldest person to land on the moon and then we discussed the probes going into mm -hmm. space yep. after the apollo missions then we had a random thought conversation where we discussed um going too fast um and uploading our consciousness into machines etc and then we talked about solar system where i learned that you know solar system is because i was 
system revolves around yeah. the sun. Sun solar. Um, and then, yeah, uh, did that inspire your fun fact? Yeah, that was all. Okay. It wasn't it. Oh, uh, what did I miss? Um, no, that was all. I think I don't know. Did I get it all? We spoke about so much stuff. Yeah, I was listening. I know we, but, we, we that remember. Good. That's just a really quick summary for anyone yeah. who just didn't have the time to listen and just wanted to learn all the quick stuff yeah. uh, to see what they enjoy and what they didn't enjoy. So, um, but yeah, that's everything for us uh, mm. today. Um, I just want to thank everyone for joining us on this episode of Launchpad Learning. Uh, you've been listening to myself, Fahim, and Mirko Viviano. Um, we just hope you learned something today because ultimately yeah. that's all we want. Um, so don't forget to subscribe. Uh, make sure that you get on us at uh, any of the social media channels. We're on all of them. Um, and yeah, you can visit us on our website. We mentioned it before, www.com. Uh, lunospace.com um, until next time I think uh, stay curious uh, about the, the world around you um, but that's I don't like the way I just said that so I'm going to let Mirko do the goodbye oh, no. that was good that was good yeah did you like it okay fine. that was that so was that's amazing. fine yeah but yeah no thank you everyone yeah, thank for you very much you know, for... stay curious and yep. don't ever stop questioning. And if any thoughts or questions came to you during this episode, please do not hesitate to contact us. Yep. Thank you. And until next time, goodbye. Yep. I will see you in the next one. Thank you very much. Enjoy. Bye.